We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional hey what's up guys welcome to episode four of the ain't no seats podcast before we get into it wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor crimson feather clothing um crimson feather was founded by current students that believe the usual jayhawk apparel didn't match the student base or the environment for jayhawks since then their mission has been to create apparel that embodies the ku spirit through design quality and function and i will tell you they sent us a box of some stuff. They're pretty heat. What do you think of them, B-Turn? Yeah, shout out to Crimson Feather, man. I mean, giving us a free box of stuff, hats, shirts, jackets. We're rocking the stuff right now, doing the pods. So yeah. Pullovers shout are out incredible. Pullovers are incredible. I wore the black hat Monday versus Iowa State. However, I did not wear it against West Virginia, so I don't know. Might be time for a little rally hat action. And uh, stay tuned because at the end of this episode, uh, AB will have some directions for how you can win a free shirt. So shout out to Crimson Feather, CrimsonFeatherClothing.com. Check them out on Instagram, Crimson Feather Clothing. So uh, let's go. Let's roll. Head football coach of the University of Kansas Jayhawks, Coach Les Tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. All right, what's good? Welcome back. Episode 4, Ain't No Seeds Podcast. It was uh, quite the weekend, B-Turn. How you doing? How you feeling? Feeling good. It was up and down. Certainly. Like three days. KU took a big L Saturday, and don't really want to talk about that game or the Chiefs game, but big win for KU on Monday night. Yeah, that's true. Spin zone. Let's look at it. Glass half full. The uh, Obviously, the weekend was quite the sad one. Um, we don't have to get into the Chiefs. I don't need to press B-turn over here. But obviously, rough loss, rough weekend. Really, really bad loss for KU. But as B-turn said, we bounced back Monday, got a big win over a top 25 team, and 
did what we've been doing for the last freaking 15 years so yeah. bouncing back and yeah just an awful loss Saturday it was kind of a we thought it was a guaranteed win almost <laughs> even though I mean it's been tough for us to win in Morgantown but just felt like a game that we would win that we usually pull out and when we we're up six that late in the game and yeah. I mean it feels weird we literally last podcast talked about how uh Bill Self was so good in late games decided by less than five points or whatever less than 10 points and finally blew up in our face it kind of felt like law of averages was going to come back and bite us eventually and it just did so I mean I guess let's get into the West Virginia KU game um obviously not what we wanted we were six point uh favorites we're up by six with over two to play yeah. how many minutes did we go to not score the final two 230 we were up six 64 58 that is not good, and I think the main takeaway from that whole game is the fact that just late-game execution, Diedrich didn't touch the ball. I think our last four possessions were a Marcus Garrett fadeaway, a Marcus Garrett floater, a LeGerald Vick fadeaway, a LeGerald Vick fadeaway. The fact that Diedrich Lawson's game, name is not in any of those plays is so bad, and obviously I tweeted after I was a little annoyed with Bill. I feel like that's kind of on Bill, but also – it's on the players to execute. It's on Dotson to get the ball and find a way to run the offense. He couldn't even get open in the end. So, crazy frustrating. What do you think about the end of that game? Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, Bill kind of took the fall after the game, too. He knows he probably should have called a timeout late just because we looked all out of sorts. Yeah. We couldn't run any sets. And I think for Diedrich to only get 11 shots is just unreal. I yeah. think he should shoot around, like, 17 like he did on Monday night. And yeah. around 20, he just has to touch the ball. Late. Yeah. And it was tough. I think me and you talked about it's a it's a little bit of a mixture of West Virginia just does such a good job of pressuring the ball handlers and preventing you from getting into your offense comfortably that then it's hard to uh, ever get him the ball in the post and get him in spots. It's harder to execute the offense. So I think uh, we both agreed that not calling a timeout at the end was rough. It's awful. Uh, I see what Bill said. I mean, Bill owned up to it. He said I should have called a timeout, but he also then kind of said – but I thought our guys were smart enough. We're in the double yeah. bonus to take the ball to the basket. But here's my thing. LeGerald Vick has been here four years. LeGerald Vick does not take the ball to the basket. He doesn't. And when you see Vick gets that ball, I think that's when you immediately say, okay, we need a timeout. He's been a little better this year at taking the ball to the lane, like getting floaters, but usually he kind of settles for jumpers or takes wild shots like he did at the end. Yeah. And that just sucked because that's where having a fast point guard like Dotson seems so valuable when you a team does score on you like that. You just get him the ball, he drives down the to the rim. freaking yeah. takes it to the basket, forces a foul and And if he doesn't get a layup, I mean defense is gonna draw attention to him and maybe someone will be wide open yeah, for an open look instead yes. of LeGerald throwing up a deep three and Exactly. That was that's the thing about Diedrich is the only touch he got late was the rebound off that three from yeah. LeGerald. Well, and, and he could have made it. That yeah, was the crazy just, thing. He didn't know how much time was. Yeah, it seemed it looked kinda awkward at the end, but I mean the thing another thing late is uh Bill Self out of timeouts has always been great. And the thing is Bill Self Everyone did knows. call timeouts. Um and we did that thing where Diedrich stands in the backcourt farthest away from the basket, which I don't love, but I also get you gotta have that safety safety guy there. But Dotson again just could not get open. No, he couldn't shake his they hand. Were, which they were face guarding him and wouldn't even let him get a touch. So we couldn't even run sets late. 
Yeah, so just so frustrating. And then Diedrich, I think he did get a touch where he like handled the ball in the backcourt, but that's obviously not where Diedrich operates. It's not where he no. gets his points. So he loves bringing the ball up the floor sometimes, though. And then he just dribbles <laughs> around and won't pass it. Oh, when it's he crazy. gets a full head of steam and hits him with that spin move. Yeah, Ooh. sometimes it's nice, but it's sometimes kind of aggravates me. But yeah, certainly not the way we wanted to end that game. A uh, couple takeaways: Ochai, where the heck was he? Yeah, he didn't play late at all. He played in the first half. He kind of looked timid, but he, I don't see why he didn't play at all in the second half. Yeah, he definitely – he had two turnovers. His first two turnovers of his career happened in the span of, like, five minutes. Yeah. And Bill's like, well, see ya. You're done. It was definitely his probably worst game in his early career at KU, but you can't – I feel like that could kind of mess up his confidence. Like, he makes a few mistakes, and then you sit him on the bench basically for the rest of the game. It was weird. It was – he just – it was almost like Bill forgot about him. And, yeah. I mean, Grimes obviously got the minutes late. Grimes hit a couple shots, but – Grimes wasn't awful on Saturday. No. He played okay, but I still think – I'd rather have Oach in there late right now. For sure. I mean, Grimes minutes. and the thing about Grimes being in the final – possession is he did get cooked mm-hmm. on that final drive that by West Virginia. And he, yeah. there was like no effort on that layup. He just kind of let him score. And that's when I think you, Bill should have called the timeout right there. Yep. But Bill also said after the game, he was kind of like, I mean, if we scored, then no one would be saying yeah, anything about it. I know. LeGerald it. hits the step back. It's like Bill's a genius. But uh, just LeGerald doesn't score a ton off the dribble. You even think about his clutch shot against Stanford. He caught off the catch. Like everything yeah. he does. Catch and shoot. So to me, it was just like – and I knew the second that layup went in, if we didn't call a timeout, we were going to scramble, freak out. It all happened so fast. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, everyone it just was just all out of sorts on the last possession. And you knew LeGerald was going to put up a shot once he touched it. Which I love. I mean. I got my hopes up. I mean, I he's been making these shots all year. It looked online, too. And then Diedrich had a chance there to end it also. So, I mean, that was brutal. As brutal of can't lose those games. I mean, West Virginia's been getting embarrassed lately. They, they blow a 21-point lead in Manhattan. They gave up almost 100 points to TCU, lost by 30, and then Baylor went into Morgantown the other night and just gave it to them. <laughs> that, that seems to be the trend with teams that freaking beat us. I mean, um, Arizona State, what they end up, they lose to Princeton and Utah or something yeah. like that after us. In the same week. Uh, then obviously – West Virginia. I mean, West Virginia is just going to lose everybody because they're awful. I mean, Baylor had almost 50 points in the first half against them the other night. Yeah. And we come out first half and just awful. 20, 23 points at half, right? Yeah. Yep. And we had more turnovers than made shots in the first half. Yeah. <laughs> it was brutal. I mean. I mean, other teams are scoring on them, and we just – I feel like we got decent looks in the first half. Just It's just crazy. Same team. I mean, it doesn't matter the personnel. It doesn't matter if we've got five-star point guards going up against their bum point guards going up against. Well, Bolden was making threes, and he (laughs) got that call on the three, and he got fouled, and he airballed it. Yeah. Um, So it's just frustrating. It doesn't matter who they put out there. We always let their style of – they dictate the style of play, and they, they control how the game goes, and they did, and that's exactly why we lost is because we played down to where how they play. And it sucked. That was a really, really bad loss that could be – I mean, that's a loss we could be talking about the final week of the year. Saying, yeah. If we lose the Big 12, it's going to be this game. You yep. look back on – it's like everyone's losing to West Virginia. you got to take advantage of kind of the – I mean, I wouldn't say a cupcake game, but they were 0-5 <laughs> in the Big 12, and that's their only Big 12 win so far. Yeah, and I mean, road games are going to be so tough in this conference, and 
that losing was those. Game. I mean, they're not as bad as that TCU team was a few years ago that we lost to, but like when you look at it from just a standing standpoint, they're probably going to have a similar eh, – I don't know. I think they'll win a, more games than them. But You would think. Just losing to the worst team in the Big 12 on the road is not good. No. Um, and, I mean, another thing we can talk about is the bench support on Saturday. We had four points off the bench, two from McCormick and two from KJ, which KJ was <laughs> forcing a it's, shit ton. It's KJ late. Lawson time. Yeah, one for five from the field and <laughs> – I thought Big Dave actually gave us some good minutes. I mean, he yep. played eight minutes, had four rebounds. I think that's a game he could have played more in because Diedrich wasn't getting involved as much and athletic bigs kind of held him back from having a big night. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm patient with Big Dave. He'll come. He's going to be a stud one day. I'm <laughs> KJ cracks me up. I'm I'm fully I fully believe when KJ Lawson steps on the floor, he thinks he's the best player on the floor. Yeah. And that's a you can tell. That's a curse sometimes and it's also a good thing. You like to have a guy it's that's cool confident. to have confidence, yeah. <laughs> but it just cracks me up. Like I think KJ sits at home in his dorm and is like, Why am I not playing thirty eight minutes a game? I'm <laughs> yeah. the best player on this team. I know, and <laughs> I just feel like talking about Dave again, I just feel like Dave should get more minutes in a game like that because there's no we have no other bigs that are I mean, Mitch is hardly playing right now. Diedrich didn't have the greatest night. I mean, he still had a double double, which is the crazy yeah. thing. But in his sleep, with Sil- yeah, with Silvio suspended, you need another. You need depth from big men, and yeah. I think Dave could have played a little more. Eight minutes, four rebounds, two points. Not yeah. a horrible stat line. Four rebounds. I mean, that's that's key right there. The thing. I mean, it was just it was kind of like a weird Bill Self coached game. Like he just kind of did things out of characteristics of him. It's like. You never see Bill lose because of late game execution, but I think no. a lot of it just came down to what he was drawing up. Our guys weren't doing so. Yeah, he. I mean, I feel like most coaches would have called a timeout there. Like Marcus made the layup to get us up six, and then we come down. Well, they hit a three, and then Marcus came down and shot a jumper. I feel <sighs> I like you should understand. call it. Yeah, I feel like you should call a timeout right there and be like, guys, we got to focus on shot selection, yeah. moving the ball, getting open. You got to get good shots late. Especially on the road, it just get good all, looks, and you can't really be upset if you're getting good looks. Yeah, it it just all happened so fast. Like it felt like we were in the. I mean, it almost felt like we were we were we were a stop away from the game being over. Yeah, and uh, then you we gotta, were we were a good offensive sequence away from the game being over. And I don't know why Marcus took the fade away. Marcus was great. Let's get out that out there. He was the best player on the yeah. team that day. Um, but it's just weird, like. That's never Marcus Garrett has never made that shot in his entire no. KU career. So for him to come down in that big of a moment and take that shot, yeah. it was just weird. But and like you said, I mean, one bucket probably would have put the game away because you're up sixty four fifty eight with two thirty eight left, and you lose sixty five sixty four. So you don't dude. score the rest of the time. It was brutal. Like man. you're sitting there thinking you're going to cover the spread, which was six. Yeah, and then I you end up like, losing. Let's go, we're covering. Yeah, you end up losing. Yeah, which so, AB was cheering against us. Yeah, it's not true, folks. I just fist pumped when we were up six. They hit a three. I thought I was going to get that cover. Yeah. Never thought we were going to lose the game. Until AB collapsed took at the end. But freaking West Virginia plus six. We're up six. They hit a three, and AB's fist pumping because he thinks he's going to win the bet. Guess what? We lost the game. I'm not supposed to know all that because with two of a fist left. pump, folks. Yeah, yeah that's Tiger all it is. Fist pump. You know the, the, AB. the AB fist pump while watching the game in bed. <laughs> Blame Cole. Those are the real reasons why we lose these games. Blame but. the AB fist pump when the streak ends this year, folks. Don't blame anybody else. It wasn't no Udoka getting the hurt. Players, it wasn't not the NCAA. No. It wasn't Silvio. It was AB's stupid fist pump sure in the middle was. of the Big Twelve season with 
under two to play against West Virginia. Sure yeah. was. It's the it's only just, reason. It's crazy to me how – I mean, we keep talking about the timeout, but – Yeah, we don't need that. I mean, I don't want to sit here – When and, you see that many possessions where we're not getting good shots, no ball movement, Devon Dotson's not getting open, like you think Bill would set something up, inbounds play, give Dotson the ball, set a screen for him, create yeah. – I mean, even on Monday, he was creating eight assists. He's been pretty good at facilitating lately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't necessarily – obviously, Dotson, I think a lot of things change if Dotson's able to get the ball late. Um, but – You need it in a guard's hand that can yes, dribble. Absolutely. I love LeGerald to death, but he somehow can't dribble. Yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah. He's uh, he's certainly not the guy you want streaking down the floor with the ball with less than five to play while the road crowd's going bananas. Because yeah. You need to take a step back, run a set, and get a good look. Yeah. If so, you get one bucket there, you put the game away probably, and they got to start fouling. Yeah. So, just freaking brutal. Awful loss. I sat around. I thought about that loss all day. I haven't really done that. Iowa State, we just got slaughtered. Yeah. Happened. It's over. Whatever. It's a tough road game. Arizona State, eh, first road game for a young team. You take it. It's a loss. Whatever. This but game, this one cut deep. This one cuts deep. This one you think about all the things, every possession in the final 238. I feel like we controlled the whole second half. We did. It never really we came felt out. like we were going to lose that game. It felt just typical Bill Self road games. And we were Rinded answering out. every punch we were answering. I mean, first half we didn't make any shots, but second half we didn't miss. Yeah, I mean, we put up – what did we put up in the second half? 43 point, 42 points? Yeah, because we had, we had 23, 23 and a half, half, so 41. Yeah, 41, and we gave up freaking 42. To West Virginia, who has no one that can score. Can't do that. I mean, I think we've a little bit – we've talked about this a little bit. I think this team – this team's identity, if they're going to win the Big 12 and if they're going to have any shot to freaking go to a Final Four, is they've got to just be a lockdown defensive team that you know when the game is on the line, they're going to get a stop. And when you have guys like Dotson and Marcus Garrett, who are super good defenders, it feels like you should be able to. And they just, I mean, we haven't been closing out games at all, and we certainly didn't close out that game. We certainly didn't get a stop when we needed it. Yeah, and I think Bill's almost going to stress that message to them is that we got to buy in defensively or we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. I, mean, I think we can be great defensively. I really do. Especially if Quentin's not awful defensively, but I think if Oach is in late, be him, Marcus, Devon, LeGerald's not horrible defensively, and then Diedrich gets rebounds all day. So they, they, you get stops. Will lead out lead to transition layups or good shots on the other end. Yeah, we uh, it's it's got to almost kind of kind of goes back to that 2012 team, like that T. Rob Tyshawn team. They weren't flashy on offense. No. They literally just fed T. Rob, kind of like what we're doing with Diedrich. Problem was they also had Tyshawn, who's a freaking what second team, third team All American. Yeah, but the Elijah thing about was that, pretty good defensively, yeah. and Relaford was awesome Obviously, defensively. Relaford was awesome, but the thing about that team is you knew late. Even if you look at that NCAA tournament run against Purdue, they got the stops, they got the steals, they win that second round yeah. game. Led out, led to transition layups. NC State, we didn't make a shot outside of like six feet. We win that no. game just because we grinded out, played defense. I think we held them to like fifty-seven points. Yeah. And then obviously the North Carolina game in the Elite Eight was a little different. Yeah, but that was awesome. Ohio State in the Final Four, the team's getting stops, making stops yep. against that Missouri team. So because every game we were yeah. down, we were trailing like late or whatever, and then they get stops, which I mean, it kind of gives you some momentum on the other end. Exactly, and I think that's this team's hope, especially without Silvio. That really is what we've got to do. So it's got to become yeah. a lockdown. I mean, we go stretches where we can't score at all. Yeah, so, so you got to get stops. Yep. But I mean, 
bad loss. We've made it harder on ourselves to obviously win the Big 12, but all it takes is a freaking win at Tech or a win at K-State yeah. or another win Couple against road the wins. Big. Yeah, I mean, Changes just, everything. And we've shown for 15 years that's what we do. So, But you got to win those easy road games. Yeah, it's just, but every way you look at it, it's a tough loss, but – like we said, KU usually rebounds, and they did on Monday night. Yep, so I guess that's a good little segue there, B-Turn. KU-Iowa State, pretty fun pretty fun big Monday game. Great game. Uh, Allen Fieldhouse was rocking. Students were back. Techno music was blaring mm-hmm. every five minutes. I could tell. You can just you could tell it was loud just from the TV. I yep. know you were there. I wasn't, but. <laughs> and I actually wasn't there. I was, you weren't there? I was sick from Sunday night. Yeah. Um, what kind of sick? Alcohol, but <laughs> uh, Diedrich was absurd. Absurd. Best game of his Kansas career, I would think. No question, just because down the stretch, yeah, he hit so many big shots, and I mean the three he hit basically iced it. That pick and pop was a big yeah. time moment. Now you just felt like it was going in. Oh, like, yeah. Those are the shots we make at home yeah, to ice really, games. It really is. The we get the whistle and we get those big shots to fall. When we do not get the whistle. <laughs> but no, I mean. It was Diedrich was awesome. Put the team on Amazing. his back. Exactly what the he has to do. The whole game. Yeah, twenty nine and fifteen from the start was just yeah. hooking. Jacobson. And they, I mean, Iowa State looked. I thought they looked really good in the first half. I thought we could have been down a lot more at half, but Diedrich had fifteen and eight at half. Yeah, I think it was forty two thirty seven at half. Yep. They, so Diedrich uh, had fifteen of the thirty seven. No one else could really get anything going. So he's just been all year just keeping us in games or winning us games. <laughs> we. We're so re- blessed to have him. Yeah, we rely on him so much. Like, I honestly think we rely on him more than we did T-Rob because we had Tyshawn to go out and get yeah, a bucket. Yeah, we had guards. We um, so, he's, I mean, he's like our – I think I was. I heard that he's our most used guy, like according to Kempom usage-wise. He's like our most used guy since Sharon maybe, 2009. Um, so, Diedrich is – I think he should win player of the year. He was incredible. Yeah put the team on his back like I, someone was talking about if zion had a game like that they'd be talking about it for hours on espn yeah I mean, 29 and 15 yes i say his game's quiet sometimes but <laughs> i mean it's just he's not getting any attention from anyone around the country and look at his numbers they yeah. speak for itself it was awesome to see that it was just like he really is a superstar he doesn't get a superstar whistle either which is annoying mm-hmm. like bill was kind of complaining in post game that he's getting pushed might, out yeah it might just be because he's kind of slow and not as athletic yeah because like, what else would it be he if he does get he's pretty easy to knock off the like block kind of like get him out of his position yeah. um and so I wonder if refs are kind of like eh, it's not a foul he's just weak but like no he's getting fouled especially against yeah. Iowa State wasn't getting calls. Bill was mad. Even Diedrich said he, they were fouling the whole time. But to Yeah, he definitely should have shot more free throws on Monday, I thought. Yeah. But, I mean, when he was missing the layups, he was getting boards and finishing. So, maybe the fouls ended up. Yeah. The calls kind of helped us there. Yeah, he was certainly awesome. Uh, Marcus, it's, Mark G. Yeah. Another big-time showing. Is Marcus Garrett our number two option on offense? I mean, this week it seemed like <laughs> it. The last, In the two games we played on Saturday, Monday, he just – He's unstoppable. He's not missing shots because, well, he's getting wide open layups. Yeah. What a weird world. It's crazy to me, too, because everyone in the crowd, everyone coaching, playing, knows he can't shoot. Yeah. So how does he get to the rim at will? He's just so freaking long. And he's like, and honestly, one of the interesting things that Bill said after, it's like, yeah, you credit Marcus for getting to the rim, but a ton of it's set up by Dotson. Dotson gets by his man. Marcus's guy kind of comes off to help. And then he just kind of hand it off to Marcus, who just gets around the corner yeah. with one big stride no, he and takes, he's at the bucket. Yeah, 
long strides and takes good angles to the rim. It's guards literally can't stay in front of him. He gets a lay. He gets to any spot on the floor he wants. It's wild. Gets I a mean, layup whenever. He's always been. I think we already talked about his lab pot. Last pot. He gets to the rim. It's just like he hadn't been finishing, and now all of a sudden he is, and it's like, oh my gosh, like yeah. this guy's actually a problem on offense. And it's such a huge difference right now. I mean, he's finally starting to score, dude. I'm waiting for him to get another. Remember that yam against Texas Tech last yeah, year? He's gonna. He, it's coming. Yeah, he, it's coming. And it's when gonna you get be to the rim that many times, time. so can't wait. Marcus had 16 and five, three steals. That's now nine. He had six steals against West Virginia. That's now nine steals over his last two games, and he has uh, he's made 23 of his last 37 shots. Yeah. High percentage shots. I mean, wide open layups, and he's getting to the free throw line making layups. That's what's that's what's so fun about it is like you see a guy's made twenty three of thirty seven, and you're thinking, oh, well, shots are just falling for him. They're gonna stop falling, but like they're layups. So it's like, yeah, it doesn't feel crazy to think that he's gonna keep making shots at a pretty efficient level. And I think getting those layups can. I mean, I know he's not the best jump shooter, but I think it can lead to more confidence and like the game just opening up for him. Yeah. I Which mean, is Mar- why I think everyone else on defense, like everyone should buy in on defense because it leads to other things on the other end. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I think like you said is seeing the ball go in the basket, even if it is just layups, I think it's going to create confidence. for No, him. it just opens everything up. Yeah. So Mar- I wanted, G- yeah, he's been awesome. He was awesome Saturday and and Monday. Yeah, like was, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about him a lot when we were talking about West Va, but I had to save it for this one. Like he was super good at West Virginia. Yeah, it is. Uh, he's just eight for twelve on Monday night. It's wild. You, I would have never seen a world where it's like Marcus Garrett cannot leave the floor. No, he literally. I think he cannot. played thirty nine minutes on Monday. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Don't get, there's, he has no reason to come off the floor. No, he can't. He plays too good a defense. He's not tired. Like he never looks tired out there. So why bring him off the yeah. floor? And if he's putting up sixteen a game, he's. The, I mean, he's as good as it gets That's for just, like a second or third. Option. Because we know what he's going to bring us on the other end. Yeah, lockdown defender. Which how is he not on that list for? Yeah, one of the best defenders in the country. I was triggered on. No one. When I saw people that. must not watch him guard. No, it's just he, he's kind of come out of nowhere. Like last year he obviously had a little bit of a role, but he wasn't a big-time name or so yeah. many other names on that team. He's come out of nowhere. But, yeah, yeah. him not being on the uh, preseason list for Defensive Player of the Year is absurd. He guards five I mean, positions. How he guards many, every good player. How many times do you see him help off his guy and go get a steal? Yeah. Like and say Diedrich's <laughs> guarding someone in the post. He'll go, rip it out, lead to a layup. His like he's just super active, man. Like I you said, that. he'll leave like that jump ball he got against Texas on Big Monday last week, or like and shock. I thought that was a foul. Yeah, shock clear jump ball here. <laughs> um, he's so good at like knowing the situations. Okay, I can leave my man because yeah. this guy can't see my guy right now, so I'm gonna go sneak up behind and grab it. Yeah, or I'm just gonna poke my hand in there. He pokes the ball away so many times. I think Jif Hawk, shout out to Jif Hawk, Our he guy. tweeted out the video of Shayok. Shayok like tries to dribble, panics, almost throws the ball away, gets the ball right back, tries to dribble again, throws the ball out of bounds yeah. just because Marcus Mark. is in his yeah. face. Yeah, and I think it shows how good of a defender Marcus is. Like he's never in foul trouble either. Like he's so active on defense, you see him running around everywhere, and he hardly fouls. Yeah, like, I mean, people he, think they're fouls because it's aggressive, but he's got a good knack for the ball. Like he'll strip balls, get jump balls, like we said. Yeah, he just know he's so smart. He knows when 
when the times are to take risk. Like there's tons of guys that will try and get steals and they'll just blow their guy out of them. Yeah. Like they'll blow him up, get called for a foul. Foul and send someone to the line or something. Yeah. He knows when to take the risk. He knows where to be in position. He's just – it's crazy. Yeah. I never thought I'd be like Marcus Garrett's biggest fan because – No. I hated how bad his jump shot was at times, mm-hmm. but, like, now I don't even care. It's, it's crazy how he's just a sophomore, like, just getting started. Teams are going to hate the guy. Yeah. And Fran on Fran Frischel on Monday was saying how he's going to be KU fan, like, one of our favorite all-time players just because he'll be around four years. He works his ass off on the defensive end and – I, I think he'll for sure go down as Bill's like yeah. top five guy. I can see Marcus Garrett. And we've being had on the, so many of those four year guys that we just fall in love with. Yeah, I and mean Marcus Garrett's going to be, gonna be on the KU staff one day if yeah. Bill's still around. Like if you listen to Marcus Garrett's post game, like that dude just gets it. He, I mean, he'll probably have to stop posting the Instagram videos of him like rapping the NBA Young Boy. But I think <laughs> once he gets done with that, he'll be a pretty good assistant coach option because yeah, he just you, gets, like Bill loves him. Like yeah. he's hardly going to come off the floor this year. He's kind of going to be like your. Frank Devonte guy that's just on the floor the whole time, yep, pissing other teams off, and fan bases are gonna hate him, but KU fans are gonna fall in love with him. And it's gonna be hilarious because his senior year, he's gonna be one of those dudes that just like makes everything somehow. Yeah, like Travis Relaford was not a good shooter. His senior year, he shot like forty percent from three. Like his jump shot has to improve. Yeah, it will. He'll get more confident, and he's gonna be a leader. And I can't wait. It's yeah. crazy. I love having guys where you know they're not going anywhere. They're not going pro. Um, yeah, we could talk about Mark for yeah. an hour tonight. We might just have to do a separate pod on Marcus because <laughs> I'm in love with that guy. Yeah, he's awesome. But we got into this by talking about how he doesn't foul. You know who fouls and who fouled a lot the other night? My guy Ochai. Yeah, fouled out quick. <laughs> he played 16 minutes, fouls out. Because he was getting the minutes over Quentin, and then he fouls out. Like, that was a huge opportunity for him. Yeah, I mean, he was good. He started he had, the second half. He had eight and five, and that was the big thing. He started the second half. Bill finally was like, all right, Quentin, you just – I mean, we'll get to Grimes, I think, a little bit. But, mm-hmm. like, he didn't impact – the Grimes didn't impact the game in a single way. No, he really didn't. It's getting frustrating, but – Hopefully he has a breakout game that just gives him confidence. He doesn't seem confident at all. No, I feel bad for his him. body language too. Like he'll miss a layup, kind of put his head down, and he just he just kind of floats on the perimeter right now. He just kind of stands there. He'll, he'll hand the ball off, but he's never looking for ways to score. And the way he's gonna have to score is like getting offensive rebounds, cutting to the basket. Yep. He's not. He cannot be a spot up. He shooter. makes a layup, and I think he'll start like make a few layups, make get fouled, go to the free throw line, see those go in, and then you'll start hitting jump shots. Exactly. Um, but shout out to Ochai. He definitely brought yep. in. As we said, Grimes wasn't doing much. Bill recognized that at halftime, and Ochai came in. And I just, I, mean, I think it's obvious that Ochai is going to be awesome at KU. Yeah, that's another guy to be excited about. I mean, can you imagine it, him and Marcus as like a junior and senior yeah. at KU starting? Maybe Devon. I don't know. I don't want to get into that. Yeah. We could go down a long road. But <laughs> uh, Ochai. He has is, a really nice shot, too. Yeah. Is it crazy to think Ochai is going to make the most money out of any player on this team? I don't think it's crazy because there's not, like, any guaranteed NBA players on our team right now. I think now. before the year, the obvious answer was Quentin. But now Ochai is playing. Ochai might not ever be Over like a Quentin. top five, top ten pick, but I think he's going to be a guy that's just always in the league getting yeah. contract after contract because he's so athletic I agree. and he can shoot it. So so that's the thing that's super exciting about this team is it's like guys like Ochai, guys like Grimes, Dotson, all those dudes, they're not even close to their ceiling. And no. who knows? Who knows by March if they're going to finally hit that and maybe we will just have like a freaking – Big time February and March where we just guys start to figure it out. So Yeah, if they do, I mean this team's gonna be super scary. I feel like everyone knows that too. 
Yeah. So we have a bunch of talent, but they haven't really started playing like they can. I mean, if Quentin starts playing, even I want it so. Yeah, bad. I want it so bad. Like to I a shade of what people so thought bad. he could be, yeah. we're going to be terrifying. If Quentin could become this team's third best player somehow, this team will be so good. But again, don't want to even go down that quite yet. I mean, we'll talk a little bit about him when we preview. Especially Kentucky. with what Marcus is giving you. Like yeah. if Quentin starts playing, this team we're going to have a lot of scoring options, which sometimes we don't have right now, just because we go silent and. There's not too many consistent scorers on this team. Yeah, I want it so bad. I want it so bad for Quentin. I feel bad for him. Um, but I guess let's talk a little bit about Iowa State. What do yeah. you think of the Horton Tucker? Yeah, 27% three-point shooter. I think he didn't miss early on. but his buckets. Like, I know us three were texting during the game, and I personally thought it was going to be a blessing for us because 27% three-point <laughs> shooter isn't going to – consistently make threes at that rate that he was and he took wild shots late he yeah, was taking was nice. one foot <laughs> jumpers from Fadeaways. 15 feet like off one foot and i think it led to us getting good shots on the other end yeah, while his wild shots from horton tucker he definitely saw some shots fall and all of a sudden thought he was clay thompson so yeah he took 15 shots which that has to be a high for him yeah this that's year. gotta be high they they just they just kind of melted down for a little period of that time like Wigington's really Second good half. he he had some bad turnovers um so it's nice to see I think they're really talented um Mariel Shayok is the real deal that yeah, dude is freaking so good he just if he's open he hits like, and Mark I mean Marcus Garrett was making it tough on him but he still had a good night yeah so Iowa State's good I'm glad we don't got to play them again Bill even said that in post game he's like I know I don't want to play the Cyclones no, anymore I have so. a feeling we'll see him in the Big 12 tournament I do too that'll be also um, shout out to Cameron Lard six <laughs> minutes fouled out that was a Tark Black played more minutes line. than fouls barely yeah I five fouls in six minutes <laughs> did you see that girl on Tinder that's that what I was about to say <laughs> yeah. yeah some so, girl matched with Cameron Lard on Twitter and uh, Tinder Tinder not Twitter Same and he was thing. like Yo, can I see you tonight? And she was like, if only you didn't foul out. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah, that tweet kind of blew up, didn't it? Yeah, Cameron Lard is probably how do you slide? How do you Kansas. slide into a girl's Tinder after playing like that? <laughs> like, you know people in Lawrence are watching that game. Yeah, that was KU pretty KU fans funny. are so educated. But, hey, Cameron Lard, shoot your shot. He certainly wasn't shooting any in the game, so maybe no. after the game just throw some out Six there. quality minutes. Six quality minutes, five fouls. Him and Ochai. And every foul, two. every foul he was complaining. I'm like, dude, you're clear, <laughs> you're clearly fouling if you yeah. foul out in six minutes. He was he was terrible, which is good because I remember last year he was a problem for us. Like he was yeah. swatting shots. and Yeah, um, he could have made it tough on Diedrich if he yeah. would have stayed in the game. So, yeah, I mean, I would say it's good. Yeah. They, uh, they're they probably a top three team. I guess another thing we could talk about, um, Devontae's Instagram story. Amazing electric yeah your favorite word (laughs) it was amazing i saw people tweeting about it kind of uh near the end of the game and i hadn't seen it yet went and watched it we tweeted it out it blew up people loved it yeah go check out our twitter page and watch that video devontae's just everyone's yeah everyone's (laughs) favorite ku player not everyone's favorite but one of their favorites no matter what he's always going to support ku yeah he's just so he just loves lawrence and just seeing a dude sit down and watch a game like that like a diehard fan is pretty awesome. He, uh, it's good. It's and it's just cool to hear his perspective on stuff. Like yeah. it's you never really know how the players view a game, but he just, I mean, he was looking at it like a freaking fan. And so. yeah, you know, it's not fake. Like it's genuine love for <laughs> Bill Self. And I mean, you saw him crying at senior night. Like he yeah. loves Bill, loves KU, loves Lawrence, and 
He was betting Monte Morris on the game, I think. He yeah, put it on the story. Former uh, Iowa State point guard. Yeah, so that was awesome. It was a fun night. I mean, after that rough weekend, we really needed that win, not only yeah. for the Big it 12. It was massive. But just, like, Chiefs fans ro- or KU fans, just, like, they needed it emotionally yeah. to continue 100%. to live their lives. So. Pretty much as it always goes, KU at home. Yeah, we gets like the job we said, done. we can't lose games at home this year because it's going to be so tough on the road with this team. Yeah. But um, one more thing I want to touch on with that game is Devon having eight assists and getting to the lane at will, like getting to the bucket at will. And I don't know why he doesn't get calls from refs. Yeah. I really don't because he goes up strong. He he's it's frustrating. He should be shooting like ten free throws a game. I know and James Harden style. Freaking Frank Mason style. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Frank's senior year just got to the bucket. He got calls, and then he hit his free throws. That's why he averaged 20 a game. Like, it's just, yeah, I mean, Devon's starting to get it, and I think even by March, Devon's going to be so good. Like, um, sometimes he goes to the rim out of control, but I feel like most of the time it's he's under control, and he's getting, I mean, he getting was, good layup attempts, and he's just not getting calls. I he think was they'll come, though. asking a lot to the refs. He was looking at refs a lot like, yo, what are you doing? Like there was a jump ball call that was terrible, where he just got drilled on the yeah. arm. Like, so who knows? Maybe he'll start to get them. But if you stay aggressive, the more you're aggressive, the more calls you're gonna get. So hopefully he uh, he keeps doing it. He also did a really good job on Nick Weiler Bab. That was a yeah. big part of that game. Is he was pressured. Devon, I think. I mean, he's good defensively now, but I think he's just gonna continue to be great defensively, and that's why I think this team can be like locked down defensively. We got guys that can guard, and especially if Silvio comes back. Want it? Can you imagine Silvio coming back and Grimes getting good? I don't even want to talk about it because I'll just get too excited. But we—that's why that. we can't give up on this team. Like KU fans kind of freak out at this time of the year every year. Like we always talk about that, but yeah. this team has a lot of potential. Yeah, so it'll be fun to watch. There's still a lot of exciting things that can happen. They're gonna win games. They're gonna win at home. Um, but Big Twelve definitely getting interesting. Uh, last night, K State Texas Tech played. One of the ugliest games you'll ever watch. It was gross. But think about K-State. and I mean, Tech obviously plays really good defense, but, like, K-State, they really do have, like, an elite top five, top ten defense in the country. Probably. I don't know the exact numbers, but would you say, I guess let's go around the Big 12 a little bit, you think K-State's our biggest threat right now? I definitely think so. Yeah. I mean, they're clicking at the right time, and all it took was Dean Wade to come back, preseason Big 12 player of the year, and that's how they play. Like, you know what you're getting into when you play K-State. They're going to muddy up the game, win ugly, and, I mean, it works. They've won five straight. Yeah. You've – you were kind of always down on Tech. I kind of sipped the Kool-Aid. I saw him play Duke, and I was like, damn, these guys are kind of the real deal, but – I'm pretty out on tech too. I mean, you can't. I just score think they're super points. overrated. Like they have a really good coach, and they made the elite eight last year. So you kind of have to rank them where they're at. But I feel like they only have one score, and it's Jarrett Culver, who's going to play in the next level NBA. And just outside of him, you just don't have consistent scores. Yeah, they were brutal last night. They could not do anything. Their spacing's a disaster. Forty-five points they scored. Yeah, it's a joke. So I mean, I'm pretty much, and I kind of feel this way about. I mean, K State. They're playing really good. They're scary. And the thing about yes. K-State and the reason they are the biggest threat to me is they've they've won at Iowa State. They've won at OU. They've split with Tech. I mean, obviously the home loss at Texas was bad, but to me when you go and win at Iowa State, you kind of make up for that home loss. Yep. So, And they have the experience, man. I mean, Barry Brown, Dean Wade, seniors, they return everyone, basically everyone from a Elite Eight team. Yeah. So, and, yeah, I mean – 
K State probably probably the biggest threat. I still, I mean, do you think Tech or Iowa State's number two kind of there? But let's let's just say let's rank it. K State would be the let's say slight, we're number our one. biggest competition. KUK State one and two right now, and then Iowa State. I think they're clearly better than Tech. Yeah. They just have more options. And, and they the only thing with Tech it. is their coach. I mean, yeah. Chris Beard, who he had a lot of praise for K State last night. I mean, K State started the conference zero and two. Yeah, and, they and now they've won five straight. They were getting blown out by that West Virginia. Twenty-one point comeback. I mean, Ugh. that probably just changed everything. Yeah. So I mean, but, Iowa State's weird. Like they win a ton of games you don't expect them to win, but then they turn around and lose like yeah. games to Baylor and home games. So to K State. So I mean, I I would agree. I think Iowa State's probably. The I don't know third if Iowa State has the experience. Right yeah. I mean, Shayok played in the ACC, but. Outside of him, I mean, they got a lot of young dudes. They've got a lot of depth. That's the thing. Like, yeah. Wig- I mean, Wigington coming off the bench, he wasn't great against us, but having him off the bench is insane. He's good. Yeah. I honestly thought he could win Big 12 Player of the Year. He hasn't done that. He obviously was hurt, but Iowa State's dangerous for sure. I think yeah. they could beat anybody on any night if that's they get the th- hot. That's what I think with K-State, though, too, is that they? I think they'll be in every game because the way they defend. Yeah. that's what's, I, I mean, don't see them getting blown out. Like, we're not going to blow K-State out. There's no way. Yeah, no, it'll be – I mean, if we win that game, it's going to be in this kind of similar to West Virginia maybe, yeah. low 60s. Uh, K-State, I mean, they're just solid, man. Like, they got Maywean down low, Dean Wade, Stokes is decent some games, Barry Brown – yeah, Snead is a guy that I'm always like, why is this dude not shooting more? Yeah. Like, he seems so good. But he's, he's super athletic, too. Yeah. so He was great in the tournament last year. Yeah, it's but, wild how that's all turned around that K-State I mean, is now. Barry Brown is literally – I mean, he's one of the best defenders in the country, and he's finally getting going. His last five games, he's had 29, 23, 25, 10, and 15. <laughs> yeah, he's getting going. So. Yeah. He's, uh, you might have to put Marcus Garrett on him for that game. That'll be interesting. I mean, I think – I mean, who's – but who's guarding Dean Wade? I think Marcus Garrett's maybe on Dean Wade. <sighs> That's tough. It's gonna be. You might I mean, have to a put, tricky matchup. We might have to play big that game because Mayween is huge. Yeah, he went off against us in the Big Twelve tournament last year. His I, best game yet, probably. Yeah, that was absurd. But I don't. I mean, I'm not really too worried about him. But because yeah, you I mean, would think Dotson would be on Stokes. Yeah, Dotson on Stokes. probably LeGerald on Sneed. Yep. So do you put Marcus on Dean Wade, who's going to be a lot taller? I think you do with how we're playing a matchup right now. Like, you put Dean Wade on uh, – I mean, Marcus on Dean Wade. Obviously, Diedrich will do fine against Mayween, I'm hoping. Yeah. The reason I don't want to play big is because I think Diedrich can cause Mayween a lot of problems. Maybe we, maybe we get Silvio by that game. It's a couple weeks away. Yeah. That'd be, we need him for that game. That would be awesome. So – yeah, I mean, we don't got to go into defensive matchups for a game no. two weeks from I know. now. I'm excited for that one, though. You know Bramlage is going to be. Yeah, we should I go. Mean, that, we might go. Yeah, we'll be in the building for that one. Yeah, so it's going to be that's going to be a big game. We've obviously got an incredibly tough stretch coming up. With, yeah, jeez. Uh, Our schedule's brutal. That's why that win Monday was so big. Shout out to AB who said the Cats would go 8-10 and 10 in Big 12 play. They are now five and two. <laughs> I mean, I had logic behind it, but obviously, you know, you can't get every pick right. Ask Ryan about that one with his gambling <laughs> okay, pick so far. Let's but not, let's now not we're throwing here, folks. <laughs> but when they were zero and two, your prediction yeah, was looking good. Yeah, they were zero and two, and they had yeah. a tough schedule coming up. I think Ken Palm said they were going to start like one and nine in the Big Twelve, and I was acting like eight and ten was generous, <laughs> but they really turned it around. Dean Wade came back and 
They look good. I, I kind of agree. Yeah, they probably are. Dean's, Biggest I mean, competition. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. There's I, just, a reason I wrote he's... that down as a note, and I just had to get it out. Yeah, it happens. I'll wear it, and I retweeted that tweet yesterday, so yeah. not afraid to hide that one, but I'll I mean, take all the heat I get for that. There's a reason Dean was preseason Big 12 Player of the Year. I mean, he, win Bruce Weber, why aren't we a top 10 yeah, team? Diedrich probably will win it, but Dean just – I mean, he changes everything for that team. Spaces out the floor, and he can shoot. And you know he will go off against us. He always does. Yeah. yeah. He's good. He's great. Um – so I guess kind of the last thing I wanted to note, I always love watching this because Bill Self has his own little way of doing the standings. Um, so the way Bill Self does it is a road win is plus one, a road loss counts as zero, a uh, home win is zero, but a home loss is negative one. So when you look at the season, it always it's crazy how KU comes out on top just because we don't lose at home and we win those road games. So we always are getting the plus one and we're not getting the negative ones minus last year. But So right now, those standings are KU 1, K-State 1, Tech 1, Iowa State 1, and then Baylor with the best coach in the Big 12, Scott, Scott Drew. Scott Drew, maybe best coach in the nation. <laughs> they, I mean, they're getting hot. They uh, so they're sneaky good, man. I mean, yeah. I feel like we were sleeping on them. Yeah, I mean, they've won a lot of big games lately. A lot better than it felt like at the yeah. time. So I mean, interesting. They went into Morgantown and took care of business. Speaking of that, West Virginia's Bill, Bill Self standings minus three. Have we played them this year? <sighs> Not that I've heard, but I hope we don't <laughs> lose that game. How could we? <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma State minus one, OU minus one, and then TCU and Texas are zero. So. Keep an eye on the Bill Self standings. Those usually have a major impact on how the season goes. And, I mean, Uh, it makes sense because look at the teams near the top. They're the best teams. Yep. The first four teams in there are the ones that we just listed as the ones we're most worried about. Yeah. KUK State Tech and Iowa State. Yeah. So, uh, man, we've got a big stretch. But I definitely just wanted us to kind of look at the Big 12, get a feel, because it's going to get crazy. These games are going to get big. We've got K-State coming up. We've got Tech coming up. Those are I mean, both K State games are going to be pretty intense. Yeah, they want to be close. They want to win at Allen Fieldhouse. They've yeah. been close last year. I mean, they had a chance at the end to win it. So I hope we're just due to blow them out like we used to. Remember when it was just every game in Allen Fieldhouse against K State? It was like twenty six to four to start yeah. the game. We they just, burned they three timeouts. Come back, yeah. So the tides kind of turned lately, but maybe we can get back to our old ways. But yeah, I mean, like I said, the way they guard, they'll be in every game. Yeah, they'll make it tough on us. For sure. All right. Well, we've talked a lot. Let's uh, let's get into a little gambling talk. Your boy is struggling. A B. What you got for us? All righty. Gambling, the best part of the show. Um, little update for the season standings so far. Braden took the lead. He's uh, sitting at seven and four right now. How um, good am I at gambling? It's the best. I mean, you might as well as Stu Finer this and make it a business. Give your picks out for some money. <laughs> but um. Um, I'm six and five, two and zero on locks. Make sure you guys are hammering those because I will not miss one all Hammer. year. Rams plus three and a half. Hope you saw that on Twitter. And then uh, was there any bad calls in that game? Not one. I didn't see any sort of contact on the end. So, um, but then Reinhardt bringing up the uh, bringing up the end. He's three and eight on the year, which is good. Pretty fake impressive news. to be honest. Fake, so. fake news. Like he loves law of averages. You might as well tail all his picks this week. He's due to start hitting some. Going but. like ten and zero this week, folks. <laughs> But a um, couple KU games we're going to go with, and we got a little prop for you as well. Uh, we start in Lexington this weekend. We go to Kentucky, obviously a big game, one that gets people riled up. Game day is going to be there. So uh, KU is currently a five-point underdog. It's Kentucky minus five with an over-under of 143. 
Um, so we'll go ahead and send this one over to B-Turn now and uh, see what he's got on KU versus Kentucky. Um, so we'll get into Kentucky later, so I won't talk too much about them. But I'm going to do my lock of the week. I hate it. You guys are going to hate it. But i got to go Kentucky minus five. First your, off. This your hammer? Yeah. Your hammer this of the week? This is my hammer. Oh, my. Should we get more points for hammers? <laughs> I don't hate that. I don't hate Locks. it either. We can do but two you should points. risk more points too. If you hammer, you got if maybe it's two points, but if you lose it, you go back two points. We could okay. we could mess with that. I don't. Yeah, I don't we'll hate figure it. that out later. That but would put me in the lead. It. But yeah, let's do that. I'm taking UK in Lex- in Lexington by five. I just feel like they're super balanced, really deep, athletic. I think it'll be a mismatch for Diedrich, and I feel like they're really due to beat us. I hate Kentucky. Is I hate them more than any team. I know you hate Duke, but so it hurts me doing this. I just feel like they're super due, and you know how badly they want to beat us after we beat them three straight years. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree. I think I think I'll probably join you as much as I need to disagree with you to try and make up some ground. But, like, this, I hate the Big 12 SEC Challenge being this late in the year. I'm not even excited for KU-Kentucky. If this game was in December, we would be so hyped. Yeah. It would be just a Top fun, 10 matchup. Big 10 or big time game. And right now, I'm just like, I wanna, I'm want to. i addicted to Big 12 play. I'm addicted to seeing what other Big 12 teams do. So it's like this right now, I'm not that excited about it. Kentucky's playing really good right now. They just went into Auburn and won. So I think I want to agree with you. I'm not hammering it because you never count Bill Self in a top 10 matchup no. on the road. That's when he And he thrives. outcoached Cal in Lexington a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Trillo we had Josh and Frank, yeah. It was unreal. I love when Bill puts Calipari in a pretzel. He's done it numerous times. I just think this team's so shaky on the road. And yeah. Kentucky's finally hitting their stride. They kind of start out slow most years, and then they start to figure it out. The freshmen do. Yeah, that place is going to be bumping. They're going to obviously have a huge turnout for game day. Uh, they're hitting their stride. Tyler Hero, while really good, he has an extremely punchable face. Really good, <laughs> extremely punchable face. I will be very annoyed if that's the guy that kills us, and I think it that's will a be. Dude that would, yeah. He's just the guy. He's going to be laughing. He's just, oh, I hate him. He's got a punchable face, but he's good. He's been really good. He was hitting the big shots against Auburn. Um, Keldon Johnson, obviously another stud. And then they've got Reed Travis, who gave us fits yeah, at Stanford. Um, when he was at Stanford. So I just think it's tough for us. They're a tough matchup for us. They're obviously a lot bigger than we are. They've got uh, P.J. Washington, Reed Travis down low. I don't know how we're going to match up with him. I don't know what – like, what do you see us doing? Because I would think Marcus needs to be on Hero. Yeah, just because, I mean, Hero can – Shoot, and I don't know who else would guard him for us. Yeah, so then you've he got P.J. Washington, ways. who's a mismatch for somebody. Yeah. Maybe it's Vic. I don't know. So That's another tough game to predict matchups. Yeah, I'm a little worried about game. it. Uh, Hagens and Dotson will be a fun little matchup. Yeah, Maybe the two Ashton quickest Hagens. cards in the freaking That dude is super quick. Country. So, hopefully – I mean, Hagens has honestly been the guy that's kind of turned their whole season around. I mean, yeah. quickly was supposed to be the guy, but uh, Hagens has come in and – taken over that starting job and has been really good. So he's long. I'm a worry. I mean, he's fast and long, which could give Dotson some trouble. But I want to make – let's get in the prop bet right now because my prop bet that we discussed has to do with this Kentucky game. And I'm going to hammer – my hammer of the week is going to be over – or actually, go ahead and do the prop bet. So, yeah, the prop bet we discussed was uh, Quentin Grimes. Uh, has, uh, he's averaging 8.2 points a game this year, so we put his over-under at 8.5 against Kentucky. Um, so Ryan seems very confident in this. Hammer but. it. 
Quentin is going to have a game. Primetime Grimes, baby. Similar to Michigan State, shots are going to fall. Yeah. These are guys that these dudes grew up playing with. Keldon Johnson saw him on AAU circuit, saw Tyler Hero, saw all these dudes growing up. You have that familiarity with them. I think Grimes is going to have a big game. I'm saying I'm taking the hammer in it over eight and a half. I keep saying this, but I could see this being his breakout game. Yeah. So, I mean, the hammer. Someone's going to have to step up for us to score because I think – I just have a feeling we'll be down most of the game. Yeah. They'll kind of control the game with their speed and athleticism. But, God, I It was know. a game. I mean, Josh Jackson had a huge game on yeah. the road a few years ago with these guys. Like, It's just a big game, and mm-hmm. big-time players play big in these. So, hopefully, Grimes is a big-time player. Yeah, like, play. you know these guys, you know the guys care about this game, like, probably as much as yeah. or more than any other game. So. Just two big names. And it's just a big – like, it's a – there's a big spotlight for this game. There'll be scouts at the game, I'm sure, and oh. guys are going to want to step up. For it's sure. so tough for me to take over, though, right now with him. What are you doing? Because I feel like Oach is taking his minutes right now. Even KJ was in the Iowa State But he's still going to start. Him. He's still going to start. So if Grimes yeah, comes out and hits a couple him. shots, he won't take – I mean, Oach won't take all his minutes. Oh, my God. Make a decision, B-turn. Over under eight and a half. I'm going over. Ooh. He's going to hit three threes. Okay, okay, I like that. We've got a lot of comp. I hope that's not how he hits the over. But I'm just worried about his minutes. Like, what if he's? What if his minutes are gonna take go the under away then. now? Take the under, then B turn. I'm going over. Okay, I'm saying breakout game for Q. All right, A B, me too. Because also AB. he do- he sees his minutes going away too, so I maybe know. he'll step up. Yep. A B, what you got on that? I hate to agree with these guys, but uh, I'm going to take the over as well. I kind of agree with the breakout <laughs> game mentality, but I think he hits a couple threes. I don't think he gets three we of them. We just ruined Quentin Grimes' career. Yeah, look We've out all for predicted the, him going over eight and a half. Look gonna out for awful. Q. Q's going to go for two points, one for six on the field. God, over three I did not three, expect so. you guys to come with me on my hammer. Well, not, I'm not hammering it. I'm not coming close to the hammer on that one. You guys will see the absolute hammer later today. But, <laughs> um, but no, eight and a half, I'll take the over. I think he gets nine or ten and breaks out a little bit, makes some shots, kind of like he did in Michigan State, like Ryan said. But, yeah. All right. We're so going to pick the total for the game, yeah, right? Yeah, 143, right? You guys go first on this. Under. Hammer the under. Is that your hammer? Oh, no, it's not my okay. hammer. <laughs> you can't say hammer. Yeah, it's not, my, it it's the not the producer AB lock of the week. But – I do love the under. Two very good defenses, both top ten in Ken Palm uh, defensive efficiency. Uh, last year when we played Kentucky, it was so disgusting with how, you know, I know it was earlier in the year, but they, no one could shoot, no one could score. It was all defense. And that I was think, almost like in the 50s, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was disgusting. And uh, I think it's a similar yeah, type play. A lot of people, when they think KU Kentucky, they think top ten picks everywhere, lottery picks. And, you know, that may be the case for Kentucky. But KU, I mean, we were talking earlier, there's really no – certain NBA players on no, this team. No, there's not. So I don't think we go up and down. I think we try and make it a slugfest. I'd take the under. And while I'm talking, I'm also – give me KU in the points. Give me KU plus five. Self is 7-0 and oh straight up in his last top ten road games. Wow. Um, love that. Yeah, love God, that. Such a he bad just, coach. I don't know. It just feels like one of those games. And in 2017, I thought we were going to get smoked in Lexington too with Frank and Josh, but – Obviously, that team was different and one of the best teams in the country, but I, I don't know. I just think we go and we keep it close, maybe sprinkle the money line if you can get two to one. I love a little sprinkle um, on the money line. But, yeah, give me KU in the points. I'm just going to trust self and his road record against top ten teams. You know, just when you hear K-State fans or Mizzou fans talk about KU, these are just kind of the games that we win that they get pissed off about. So I'll go KU plus five and uh, trust self and uh, these I, Jayhawks to go in there. 
I love that theory because you're right. These are the games we win. But I'm, like, scared to take that because I don't want this to be the game that we have where it's a Bill Self win. We need that game to be and at Tech 12, yeah. or at, big, or at totally K-State. Agree. So I hope this isn't the game. This game means nothing. All Literally. it is it is really a confidence doesn't. game. So it's like the Champions Classic. That Michigan State game didn't mean It's going to be fun to watch, but yeah. for the Big 12 standings means nothing. It might when bump you up a seed line maybe to the – True. You know, Seeding is only thing get that you a two matter. instead of a yeah. three, maybe Trying sneak you up onto the one line, but but yeah. So I'm uh, I'm gonna roll with B turn on UK minus five though. I don't necessarily, I don't think we get blown out, um, but I think it's kind of a game we hang around and then they just hit shots late. Place goes nuts. We kind of lose by maybe seven to eight points. I'm thinking maybe 79, 71. Is that the over? Yeah, it's the over, the over. So I'm taking the over. I'm taking the UK 79, 71, and I'm hitting the over with that. So me and uh, me and AB are complete opposites. I could make some ground up this week, folks. I mean, we keep talking about, like, how fun the game is and how people are going to be looking forward to it. I could see it kind of being a just up-and-down, up-tempo game. Yeah. So I'm going to take over. Okay. I know – I think Kentucky held a good – a ranked Mississippi State team to 55 points last night. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, their athleticism, and I think they're starting to buy in defensively. So, I could see them maybe shutting us down. But I could see – I could also see Kentucky scoring 80, 80 to – like 78 to 73 or something like that. I'll take over for sure. Okay. So, we're all a little bit different. This could be a big week for your boy to make up some ground. But we all, um, we're taking the same picks, so <laughs> – are we? Oh shit. Never <laughs> mind. But my hammer. You might got some ground on me, but my hammer might cost uh, count as two though. But you want to win. I yeah. feel like that's the goal. That's to true. Pick the I right could things. care less about the spread if the Hawks come out and win. Yeah. But my another little note I wrote down here: Are we at all worried about Diedrich getting in foul trouble with Reed Travis? Yeah. I think that could. I mean, I think that's where the. The blowout could happen. I don't know if, if Diedrich hasn't really seen this athletic of bigs. Yeah, this athletic PJ of Washington, bigs. And even just this dude's that, like, sc- like Reed Travis scored. Like, he's yeah. good in the post. I think he's going to yeah, be a problem is. for He DJ. can shoot, too. Yeah, I'm scared so of Diedrich, that. That's kind of what I'm worried about, too, is if Reed Travis, is, he hits some threes, Diedrich goes out to guard him. Yeah. He penetrates, Foul. fouls him, and one or something like that. Yeah. I could, it's definitely a mismatch for Diedrich, but I mean, that's, I mean, that's he's my been fear. If Diedrich gets all in year. foul trouble, we're toast. Like yeah. we lose that game by twenty points. So certainly scary. Um, but I guess you got anything else on Kentucky, or do we want to just roll on do old uh, shock um, smart? I mean, like I said, super balanced. They got four dudes averaging double figures. Hero, Keldon Johnson, that's scary. Reed Travis, PJ Washington. I mean, Reed Travis is averaging thirteen and seven, and PJ's twelve and eight. Yeah. So those are two dudes that are active on the boards, which could also lead to trouble for Diedrich. Uh, PJ PJ's definitely been playing well. He yeah. was a guy that I was hoping would go pro because I didn't want to see him back because he just kind of had that look last year as a guy yeah. that was pretty close to putting it all together. So and they bring, I mean, they always bring five stars off the bench. Emmanuel yeah. quickly, EJ, EJ, yeah, Nick Richards who he yeah. can play as much as he wants. Yeah, stinks. Yeah, but uh, they're gonna be. Uh, I mean, we'll see. It's. Uh, it's kind of fun, like we said. It doesn't matter because it's like a win. Like you go in and win, it's awesome. If you lose, so what? Like it doesn't yeah. really impact the thing. But a win would be incredible. I, I wouldn't be too upset, but yeah, just because I hate Kentucky, I might be. Yeah. So let's get on to Texas. AB hit us with that line. All right. So it's the rare week that KU is a uh, double dog. We're underdogs in Austin. Uh, Texas is a one point favorite. 
uh, with a total of 139. Uh, obviously, we just played him a couple weeks ago. And uh, we won, got a little close at the end, but kind of controlled the game. But yeah, yeah Texas minus one and the over-under of 139. I'll swing that one over to B-Turn and see what he's got. I wonder what the total was for the last game, over-under. Uh, I think it was like 135 yeah, or 136. And we all took over because the yeah. high pace. 82, 80? Yeah, 80, yep. 78, I think. Man, yeah. Either way, we smashed 82, the over. Yeah, 82, 80. Uh, let's look that up. 80, either way, it hit the up. over by 20-plus <laughs> points. And, but, but yeah, okay. total distance, uh, 139. The thing with Texas is, like we talked about earlier, is shock is so due to beat us. I know. Owens. This is a big game for them, man. I mean, to stay near the top. The Big 12 standing. They're (laughs) both disagreeing with me. He's got the number. It's so tough for me to pick against KU. 80 to 78, by the way. Let's go, 80 to 78. I love being wrong. Point me. No, I'm sorry. We're off the rails. Go ahead. Um, I'll take KU plus one. These are the games we win on the road. We let them back in at last game, and – I think we'll come ready for this. I think if we lose Saturday, we'll definitely come ready to play on Monday. Yeah, that's so. kind of my thought, too. Being a road dog, uh, especially they hit 13 threes against us last game. I don't think that's happening again. I think no. I think we'll make the right adjustments. Um, Marcus played well against them, too. So, I'm hoping that uh, – didn't he hit 17 the first half against them? Yeah, he was so insane. He hopefully, was he'll threes. be comfortable. He'll be confident. Diedrich, I mean – it is a little scary. Diedrich struggled against Jackson Hayes' length at times, but then yeah. he was he was big down the stretch. So well, his Diedrich's jumper is coming along, so I think he's going to stretch the floor in this one, hit some threes. He didn't yeah. miss a three on Monday, so yeah. So that that twenty one percent three point shooting percentage is going up, folks. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I'm taking Tech or KU plus one. I don't. We've got to we've got to get this win. I'm I'm I need to stop taking the same picks as B turn because I'm never going to make up ground. But I just believe that. We got to get a road win to make up for that West Virginia loss, and this is one that we could definitely go get. So, I got KU Texas plus one. What do you got on the over under? You have to take over. I'm taking the under. In a, okay, in a that's cool. Ugly... So you lost that one. Mark him down as three and nine right now. <laughs> in, an, in an ugly game in the '60s, maybe. I'm not confident, but I need that point to make up for it. So, I just think both teams will score in the 70s. So we that's why I take we over. We lit it up in Texas last year. Yeah, we made tons of threes. We usually play good in Austin. I think it's just that. I mean, we 30 balled them a couple of years yeah. ago, but they. Uh, like, it's going to be up tempo. Teams are going to be shooting threes. We let teams back in and at the end. I think we'll score enough to cover right. that over. I think it'll go over for sure. Okay, well, I'm okay. taking the under. We both got KU plus one. It'll be interesting to watch. What do you got, AB? You guys want to lock? Uh-oh. You want the producer AB free play of the week? Oh, boy. Hammer this, please. God, hammer the piss. <laughs> and I hate to agree with these guys, but KU is going to smoke Texas in Austin. It's oh not going to be close. I can't believe we're going to be underdogs. It might Against Texas. I know. And like you guys said a couple weeks ago, Shaka Smart does not beat us in the regular season. They don't even know that Shaka Smart is Bill Self's son, apparently. No. Yeah, this one, this game might force Shaka to quit, like mid-season. Like we're going to smoke Texas. Give me KU by like thirty, similar to a few years oh ago. My Leads me to my other pick. I also love this. I'm not going to hammer it because I'm hammering KU plus one. But I'm going to go with the under. Good. Um, well, I just gained one on both <laughs> you guys. My thought is. It's I don't know games just when you play someone so close like time wise back like we played them two weeks ago self just figures things out I feel like yeah um and I, like I just that. 
I think something's going to happen where they're not going to shoot as well. They're not going to make 12 threes in the last 30 seconds like they did mm. at Allen. And the game's going to be far enough to where free throws don't exactly well, we'll mean be anything. 30, so are you thinking right. like an 80 to 50 win for the Hawks? It could be something <laughs> like that. I mean, and it might even be like, I don't know. I don't want to give us a prediction. And I don't think we're actually going to win by 30, but definitely double digits. Yeah. Um, going to stay under. Free throws won't factor in too much but yeah give me ku hammer that piece put your we, whole funds we your should all just i want to bet you both straight up on the total we'll talk about that after the pod i don't know but how confident i am ab's giving you guys locks folks like <laughs> if you put a million dollars on his last two picks math says you'd be up like two million you'd be up two million dollars so you do it here you hammer. lose you're still up a good amount like, i mean it's... just keep hammering his locks and i might have another hammer for you guys on twitter later in the week but Ooh, keep an eye out will. for that pro bowl total people love hammering that Jesus. over because it's a scrimmage you love betting on all-star games. i'm not betting on the pro bowl i'm bet, not watching bet that the under bowl. bet that i'm under. not watching the super bowl either folks <laughs> football's the best but playing right. cool um but yeah give me ku plus one and the under and uh ku minus to, 30 you mean yeah i'll bet ku minus 29 <laughs> and a half spread. Um, but yeah, well, I look forward to taking over first place again and hopping over B turn because my picks are a little different this week. But okay. That's good. So I like that. We got to switch it up. I'm excited for a big week. Uh, Kentucky's gonna be fun. Yeah. Texas is gonna be fun. Their ha- their home court advantage sucks in Texas. Yeah. Like, There'll be so much blue, red and blue in there. Plus, it's yeah. a six o'clock game, which I feel Ooh. like are always weird. Those six o'clock, especially in games. Austin, that traffic it's gonna be tough to get yeah. to. I mean, not that it matters. Nobody remember when you used that kind of excuse for the K State game last night. <laughs> wow, weather was gonna uh, affect K State from when I, I didn't know they were gonna let the students in free. Who does that? You didn't I mean, know Texas Tech was gonna score forty five points. I didn't know that either. I don't know a lot of things, and that's why I lose a lot of money gambling on sports. But enough about the gambling segment. Let's go into our little fan questions. Okay. Shout out to Scott Wildcat. Not sure if any of you have heard Bosco's Boys. It's a K State podcast. We're big fan. I'm big fans of it. I know. I know Scott Wildcat Grant. They do a good job over there. We tweeted out before the episode that we're gonna about to record. If you have any questions, let us know. So Scott hits us up with a couple couple questions. He he first comes with, Will the Big Trove Big 12 trophy ever leave the state of Kansas again? It's been over 10 years since anyone outside of the Ad Astra Amigos received the trophy, and it looks like this year will be no different. I personally can't imagine any scenario will anyone besides KSU or KU win the conference again. Thoughts? Ever again? <laughs> I mean, that's what Scott Wildcat's asking. I'm actually going to agree with that. I think the Big 12's toast in a couple years, but Ooh. that's beside the point. You think it's gone? I think it could be. I just think there's been a lot of smoke and people get tired of it. Plus, Mountain West champs. We need more teams, anyways. Our streak in the Mountain West. Right. Is Why is it the great. Big Twelve? Exactly. But, but I don't know. I don't know who you'd add. Houston, I guess. Is can I give you guys there, like but. a season long lock? Sure. That agrees with that tweet. Yeah, sure. There's a hundred percent zero chance that the Big Twelve trophy leaves Kansas this year. Okay. It's either going to be K State or KU. Breaking Not news. that bold of a prediction. I know. But not, I, mean, I mean, Texas. People were high on Tech and yeah. State. It's not crazy. But there's, I don't see it leaving. The, I don't Maybe see it should, leaving the state. You shaving your beard if it doesn't happen? His beard will never be shaved. Lame. We should come up with a punishment if he's wrong. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, shout out to Scott Wildcat. Funny little tweet there. I agree. I don't think it's leaving the state. Certainly not this year. And I no think KU is going to win 45 in a row. So it's not leaving anytime <laughs> soon. It still wouldn't be impressive, though. <laughs> he also, Scott Wildcat, also asked us, what is the official Ain't No Seats podcast stance on rushing the court in college basketball? 
me and AB are on the same page here. I'm very pro rushing the court. Yeah, I could care less. If you yeah. guys don't like rushing the court, you're anti-fun. Like, yeah, yeah, get over it. Don't they, be a they fun rush sucker. The, <laughs> they rush the court on you. It's a compliment. It just means beating you. Like if beating KU was that big of a I deal, even, you then let them celebrate. Yeah, I can't even think of the last time we won a road game where a team didn't rush the court. I'm offended when they don't rush the court. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, I don't know. I turned that Iowa State game off early. How many KU the fans do you see on Twitter after a loss on the road and they're like, oh, they're rushing the court, they're ranked. <laughs> yeah, Who fans cares? We're a top five, top five, top ten team every year. Yeah, Scott Wildcat gets after those people. One he has the, this whole little shtick yeah. where he just like quote tweets everyone that complains and just roasts them. So, and like shout the thing out is, to is you uh, can't be like – when KU football beats – Anybody, they're on the field. They're tearing down field goals. We goal storm, we storm yeah. versus Rhode Island. Yeah, I mean, we beat Rhode Island. We stormed the field. You can't like be cool with that and then be against someone storming the court in basketball when they beat you. Like it's that's just super fun. hypocritical. It's just, definitely unsafe. It can be. Yeah, but I mean, it's just fun. Eighteen to twenty year olds yes. having fun. Exactly. Like, just let them let them enjoy say. their life. Shout out to Scott Wildcat too, by the way. Big fan of the podcast. I know he's a big fan of a lot of podcasts, but he shows us love. So yeah, appreciate so hopefully, that. hopefully a little joint pod coming between us and the Bosco Please. boys. Those guys are good. Um, your boy Casey, big another big fan of the he's pod. The man. He comes through with, uh, is it fine a guy like Marcus Garrett, who doesn't really have an outside shot, is one of the best three scoring object, options with Diedrich and Vic? And I think we kind of touched on that. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, right now he's our second, yeah. almost. Yeah. <laughs> It, well, we don't really have Dietrich, any – I mean, he kind of has to be. If he keeps hitting at this high of a percentage and having this efficient of games, then absolutely. Yeah, and the reason I'm fine with it is because, I mean, anything extra from Marcus is going to be huge. We know what kind of defense he plays. If he gives you anything on the other end, you're going to be pumped. And right now, I mean, the last two games, he was in double figures. Yeah. Even against Texas, I think that was a turning point for him. Yeah, so it's certainly not anything we saw coming, but uh, love it. He's doing well, and I'm not gonna say that's a problem when he's putting up big numbers. Yeah, so. we'd be in trouble right now if he wasn't scoring. Yeah, and then one last shout. Well, I guess David Nelson, shout out David. He uh, asked us legit contenders to knock off KU. We covered that. We both agree it's K State. Um, and Biggest sh- threat is K State right now for yeah, sure. For sure. And then Shelby O, Shelby O'Neill hits us with uh, cast the eventual movie about the streak. Bill and other notable coaches slash players. And we both agree this is a great question. Yeah. But we need some prep time because we got to nail that. Do you know who I would have play Bill Self, though? You're going to spoil it already? Who would you have? Myself. Okay. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I feel like I can talk a lot like him pretty well. Have you ever made videos doing that before? No. Oh. But I think I could play it. Maybe need to work on my acting. (laughs) That would be awesome. I didn't even think about that when she (laughs) asked that question. That's hilarious. But I just gotta I just gotta say they gotta gourd somebody. Gourd somebody. <laughs> but yeah, so we will uh we'll definitely down the road, shout out to Shelby for the question. We will definitely try and come yeah. up with an episode where That's we gonna get, be tough. We get guys for like Mario Chalmers, Sharon Collins, freaking Thomas Robinson, Joe Dooley's character will be electric. Mm-hmm. Um said that word again. Now I'm <laughs> self conscious. But yeah, so shout out to everyone tweeting at us. All right, well last thing, let's get into a little bit. Uh KU. Finally hired an offensive coordinator. Another less in the yeah, building. Less is more. Yeah. Less Koenig. He's been all over the place. Yeah, everywhere. I mean, he's been coaching since 1981. He's old. We're n- we have an old staff. I wanted someone a little younger. I, I feel like most KU fans wanted a younger OC. Because, like, maybe an OC could eventually be our 
head coach after yeah, less. It's definitely not the situation with how this will be. But I mean, no. I don't. I didn't love it. I wasn't excited about it. But it's also like I don't think it's a disaster. I mean, a couple interesting no. facts about him. He coached Dak Prescott at uh, Mississippi State. Dak had a pretty big year at one point. He was like a Heisman. Yeah, he was uh, awesome against in the SEC. Yeah, so I mean, quarterback in the NFL, obviously. And he's going to be similar to Chip Kelly. He was obviously at Southern Miss. Chip as Lindsay. Was Chip. Chip Lindsay, yikes. I wish we had Chip Kelly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, we're still going to have the spread offense, which would be nice. Yeah. Uh, we got Mac Vitti and Carter, and obviously, shout out Carter. Yeah, um, our guy. <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, interesting hire. It I sucks. mean, it's, just, it's good to finally get an OC. I mean, yeah, it's tough to hire someone get, yeah. after the whole kind of coaching you don't wait too long. has gone through the cycle. So. Yeah, we for sure wanted to touch on him. Um, we'll I obviously mean, find out more about him as it goes on. But. Obviously, great football mind if he's worked at all these places. And <clears throat> I mean, he played at Texas, wide receiver yeah. at Texas, and he was an assistant there, assistant at Alabama, OC at Alabama, OC yeah. at A&M. I yeah. mean, he's just been everywhere. Yeah, so could be and really he's, awesome. He's also, he's also been in the NFL. Yeah. He was an assistant for the Miami Dolphins, so. Definitely I mean, a respected guy. Football. Definitely has connections. Definitely knows people. Is respected. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I'm not too worried about it right now. The fact of the matter is, we have Puka Williams. Yeah, just get Puka involved. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to Puka. Uh, I don't know. We got, I guess, Crimson Feather. Shout out to Crimson yeah. Feather. AB, you got a little something about them? Yeah, so we're going to do a little uh, free giveaway. Chance to win a free t shirt from them, uh, from what they sent us. Uh, so if you follow us, uh, make sure you follow the Ain't No Seats Pod Twitter account. You'll probably see this, you know, podcast tweeted from that. So make sure you follow that account, and uh, we're gonna tweet out a link to uh, Crimson Feather Instagram account and their website. Uh, if you retweet that and follow us on Twitter, you'll be entered to win a free T-shirt from them. So make sure you do that. Uh, check their stuff out; it's really cool stuff. We're all wearing it right now, like we said earlier. Yeah. So uh, give that a retweet. Help us out. Help them out, and uh, we'll hook someone up with a free T-shirt. Yeah. Shout out to yeah, shout out to them. Obviously, rocking the gear now, and <clears throat> go follow us on go follow our page on Twitter. All of our Twitter pages will be at the top. So, yeah. follow would be much appreciated. Shout out to our fans. Share our podcast if you can. That'd be lovely. Yep. I mean, I don't got anything else. R Reinhardt twenty twelve on Twitter. B Turner two three. B Turner two three on Twitter. Anthony Bax twelve on Twitter. I don't got anything else. What about you, B Turn? All I gotta say is rock chalk.